Today's program is brought to you by Essex Street Cheese, an importer, wholesaler, and educator. For more information, visit EssexCheese.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Cherish Maller and Reverend DJ Cherish the Love, and you are listening to Primary Food on Heritage Radio Network. So before I forget, let me tell you how to reach out to me and get my attention on social media. You can Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at DJ Cherish the Love. That's all one word, and love is spelled L-U-V. And you can hashtag using Primary Food, Heritage underscore Radio, and hashtag RevLove. Welcome to today's episode of Primary Food. So what exactly is primary food? Well, I learned this really great concept in nutrition school at IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, that the food you eat, you know, the stuff we put in our mouths and chew and enjoy, we consider that secondary food. Primary food is everything else in life that nourishes us before we sit down and eat, and that's stuff like enjoying music, Reading a book, hanging out with friends, cooking food in your home, a great job, creative expression, petting your dog, playing games, exercise, you get it. And I'm so glad that I learned this because it was the high-quality primary food that I kept in my life while going through chemotherapy last year that kept me happy and healing my cancer. So today we're going to talk about, oh, music. Yes, music is our primary food. Yes, I'm all about that. Um, But first, actually, Primary Food is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit, member-supported radio station devoted to all things food. So help keep Heritage Radio Network alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Do it now. Or at the end of the show, I'll remind you. (laughs) So, again, today we're talking about music as our primary food. And um, one more time, if you wanted to call in, the number is 718-497-2128. I know I have friends in the, all across the country listening. I'm hoping you guys buzz me. It would be great. So I have another music friend with me. Actually, no, Carrie, you're a repeat. I have <laughs> Carrie being back in the studio. Yep, I'm back again. Thank you. She's back again. She debuted her chandelier in a rowboat and ass in the middle earlier this season and dad's homemade gin and we drank dad's homemade gin right here in the studio that was a wonderful wonderful experience that's how i got on the program (laughs) she bribed me with gin (laughs) and uh, i also have been blessed with a wonderful christmas gift ubiquity records in costa mesa california has granted me permission to spin their entire discography on the air yes And out wherever I gig. Wow, how incredible is this? It's music that's quite rare, actually, and I'll be dusting it off and giving it a new life. It's funk, rare funk and soul grooves and all kinds of really good stuff. I started spinning it last week, not last week, a couple of weeks ago at Stanley's Pharmacy on Ludlow in New York City. And um, Stanley and Dalton, who are 
real knowledgeable about music, they were like, what is this? This is awesome. So I got the goods. I got the goods, Carrie. I got, yeah, right here. Yeah, I got the Ubiquity <laughs> Records goods. Right here. Now, a little about Ubiquity. Uh, they were founded in 1990 by Michael and Jody McFadden out in the Groove Merchant record store in Lower Haight um, of San Francisco. And following the success of Groove Merchant, uh, Love and Hate record label was launched, and, uh, and then they became eventually Ubiquity Recordings. So they're located in Costa Mesa, California, with a satellite office in San Francisco, California. And they have two imprint labels, Love and, Love and Hate, specializing in Rare Groove, and Cubop Records, specializing in Latin, Jazz, and Salsa. Come on, that's awesome. Mm, that's fantastic. Including all three imprints, the label has released over 350 albums covering genres from reggae to Latin jazz, and I got it all, <laughs> baby. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. So huge love and shout out to my music family over there in Costa Mesa and L.A., Mr. Chin, Enrique, and Darren at Ubiquity, Tyler Thurman, Kimberly Moore, Kimberly Moore Foundation, Chica Soul, and Aloe Black, Micah, Ross, Russell, this list keeps keeps this list wants to keep going, but we got to get to this show and start talking about music and food and how it feeds our soul because that's why I have Carrie here. Carrie, music and food, the connection. What do you think? Is there a connection, or am I making this up? Am I? No, there's a complete connection. I mean. You've got to eat so you can make music. <laughs> I'm, I'm somebody that, eat, as they say, I eat to live. I don't live to eat. But if I can't eat, I can't create. Okay, so yeah. it's really that basic. If you can't eat, you can't do anything, yeah. right? But what is music? How does music nourish you and feed you as a musician? So, Carrie, you are a multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. I'd call myself a... Um, what am I? Multimedia. Multimedia You're a artist. multimedia artist. <laughs> multimedia artist, primarily music. How does music feed the soul? Music is so powerful that it can wash over every cell in your body. It can take you from, it can take you from zero to 100 so quickly when you just hear the first few beats of a song you recognize. Right. It can take you back to a memory. It can take you to places so fast. Nothing else can do that. And once you're there, you, you're immersed in that memory, you're immersed in the joy of that moment, that groove, that whatever it was where you were, and nothing else is important. That's, it's so fast and nothing else is as strong as that. I don't believe there is. Have you had, <laughs> I was going to ask you, have you ever taken a drug that could do that? No, I haven't. I have never taken a drug that'll like actually put me in that Really, you know, I'll imagine things, but I won't feel that. No, not the same feeling. Exactly. Not the same feeling. It's, it's so pure, unadulterated, and it's such a gift. I mean, if you, I don't know anyone that can't tune into the soul of music. I don't know anyone that isn't fed by music. Mm -hmm. It feeds every part of us. What about people that are, you know, lying in bed, it can barely move, and you put some music near their ears, or exactly. you know, go to a hospice and play music to people, and they will come alive. Exactly my experience in hospice. Okay. You know, I don't know if you know about my hospice, my hospice volunteering. It's a great story. I have uh, brought music to dying patients in hospice. Uh, they nicknamed me the DJ to the dying, and I was like, dude, that's grim. <laughs> like, don't call me that, please, because I don't think I'm going to get clients like that. But, you know, I would bring music to stroke patients and patients who were really, you know, they were 
they were dying. Yeah. And it would bring them back. It yeah. would bring them back to movement. It would, you know, so many times it happened. And people would be smiling and dancing in bed. I mean, that's, it's yeah. profound. It's, and people, I mean, both my parents have passed on, God bless them, but seriously, they arranged their music. My father went off with a cocktail in a hospice with two of his favorite songs playing, one after the other on the mm. MP3 player. Mum orchestrated her opera singing. You know, if we had an opera singer come to the bed. Oh, I mean, really? music in my house, in my house, you got up and that record player, if it was the weekend, that record player was slamming from dawn to dusk right throughout the weekend. And you just had to listen to whatever your parents were playing. <laughs> but it ruled. Music ruled. Music feeds my soul on a daily basis. I'll, I'll work on music in some capacity every day for hours. And <clears throat> in those hours, I have no appetite to eat. I am fully fed mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and I am good. I don't feel pain. I don't feel... I have a great quote. Speaking of pain in music, one good thing about music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. Bob Marley. Mm. How, how perfect. Right? Yeah. That quote was just, just floating around the air just now. How perfect. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening and you've got any stories about how music has fed your soul or feeds your life or feeds your whatever, do call in. I would love to hear it. Share your stories. So I have a few more quotes. You know, I, I, I've just been collecting other people's thoughts about how music and food connect. And there's a lot out there, a lot of opinions. So let me do another one. Okay. Music is one of those things that is constantly going in my head all the time. It's sort of like the evolution and creation of doing food or my philosophy about wine. It's always beating in my head, so it keeps the spirit moving. That's Chef Emeril Lagasse. And that, that makes complete sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you have that ability to hear, especially if you can hear melody and harmony and beat, if you're, you know, a lot of people who compose music walk around with it in their head. Yeah. Literally, like doing the voicings. I mean, I do. I hear all my voicings and I'm like, oh, God, I've got to get that down. You know, and it, you can be doing anything and it's just there. It's present. It's reminding you that you came here to do this. You know? Working with music for me as a DJ, it feels like I sometimes feel like a short order cook. <laughs> You know, it's like chopping things together, making it all work, and everyone has a wonderful experience. You know, you said yeah. the word harmony. Yeah. I think of harmony in music, and I think of harmony when I cook. Right? I really? I think about that. Really? Absolutely. Like oh. when, when I put too much lemon in whatever I was making, it is not harmony. <laughs> I've got you. Yeah, got you know you. what I mean? Like yeah, things you stick happen. your little finger in, you're like, it needs, it just needs <clears throat> to make it... How many times have you said that on a mixing board? <laughs> this just needs a it's little... Exactly that. Yeah. It's like it's just missing that... We need a grunt. We need a, <laughs> a grunt sound. We need more here. We pull the strings down a little more here. You know, yeah. Absolutely. I feel that the way we construct music and the way we construct our food is so, so interrelated. And that the language we use even... It's like a little more, a little less, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, perfect, mm -hmm. harmony, you know. Yeah. And that feeling of euphoria when you eat something that's so delicious, to me, is not that different from when I hear a song that I love. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm moving. And you also know, no, there are people who once they eat, you know, when they get a bite of food, they're like smiling and dancing <laughs> in their seat. Oh, my God. I do that. I do that when I hear a mix. When I hear a mix of one of my songs, like I've just got a new record out, and when I was hearing the mixes, I mean, I was like bouncing in my chair, 
bouncing up and down with a grin, <laughs> the size of this entire window here, which is about five feet long. You know, love it. that joy. And yeah, it's nothing replaces it. Mm-mm. Well, we're going to snack on a little uh, bit of music here. We've got some crate digging going on here. And uh, let's see what I've got. A little picking cotton from the Bay Area funk album. Today's program is brought to you by Essex Street Cheese, an importer, wholesaler, and educator whose cheeses include Comte from Fort St. Antoine, Cravero Parmigiano Reggiano, Lamuse Goudas, Farmstead Manchego, and Sheep's Milk Feta from Lesbos, Greece. Find the cheesemongers who offer Essex Cheese in your area at EssexCheese.com. I've got another quote for you, Carrie. I'm ready. All right. You're going to have to guess which chef said this one. Oh, God. All right. I don't don't tell her, but I don't know my chefs at all. As if I, I do. I need some help. Somebody text me. Text me the answer. The thing with food is that you can give 20 people the same recipe and the same ingredients, and somebody's going to make it better than somebody else, and that's the creativity of it. It's like music. You could have a bunch of people playing the same piece, and somebody's going to play it better. Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> okay, all right. See, I wouldn't have got that. Not, not even a chef, <laughs> musician. And and I really love that quote. I, I just thought that that was Dweezil really Zappa. cool. <laughs> it's, it's true because, like, let's say I give you the same three instruments I'm working on on a track. Right. Yeah. As if I were to give you the same three instruments in the kitchen, uh, three ingredients. Yeah, there's no, there is no possible way we would come anywhere near the same with our usage. And why is that? Because we, everybody's got their different recipe. Yeah. I mean, I don't use recipes. I throw things together because I enjoy that in the kitchen. Like Are you literally. like that with your music too? I mash. Uh-huh. I do mash. Yeah, I throw stuff in. Once it's all thrown in, I then I there's a lot of control that comes in and sort of whips it into shape. But in the kitchen, I throw it in there and check it out and just, I love it that way. Yeah. How much is music a part of you? Because it is like, I feel like in every cell of my body. Uh, you know, you have a medical bottle, mm-hmm. and they put some pills in it, and one of them is like Alice in Wonderland, one of them's like NS, and the other one's S. NS is not sane, and S is sane. Uh-huh. Without music, I'd live in NS to the point you'd really want to commit me. Music saves my life. It saves my soul. It's saved me so many times. I always turn to both my crea- creations, mm-hmm. my own songs, my lyrics, my melodies, and then I turn to my masters, 
the people, you know, Marvin Gaye gets me off the floor, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need my masters to just, I, I feel, I live, I live and breathe for music. Speaking of masters, I have a wonderful quote for you. I was born with music inside of me. Music was one of my parts. Like my ribs, my kidneys, my liver, my heart, like my blood. It was a force already within me when I arrived on the scene. It was a necessity for me, like food or water. Ray Charles. No, I was going to say James Brown. (laughs) Okay. Ray Charles. Yeah. Yeah, do you believe him? Yeah, I believe him. Yeah, (laughs) sure. I think it's so important for us to include music in our nourishment. Like, I find that nour- it nourishes me. I, I feel create, more creative after putting on music when I'm working on anything. And it you just, for- forget, you go out, there's a bit of silence or non-music, and you walk back into an atmosphere where something's playing that you can, you actually, you know, can gel with, and it's just like, oh, thank God. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm right now in, in the most productive music production phase of my life. I am just... Oh, in awe of the possibilities. But how do you do it? Because you have put out three albums now. I've, I've put out about I've three full LPs, several EPs, and uh, two musicals. So, um, What is your process? My process, it changes. Either the lyrics come first, and I'm just walking around with poetry in my head, or I'm at my computer keyboard or guitar, and I just can't hold back with a melody. One or t'other comes first. Then I lay it down in Pro Tools. It used to be in Cubase, now I'm in Pro Tools. And they're trying to get me to... Sw- oh, actually, now I've just started um, Ableton, that's right. And I lay down whatever the idea is. <clears throat> and then I'll try and I'll try and sing a rough track in. And then I realise it's not in time, so I'm going to have to metronome it or I'm going to have to get a click track in or something if I don't want to drive my producers crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I start... I get out my keyboard and I just start to work with sounds. I just layer sounds. I come from an electronic background in Berlin and I just layer the sounds and then you know I dream of who's going to come and play cello on that piece and then I've got a great head for harmonies so I'll lay five six seven eight nine different harmonies down on top of myself I just love to layer and then I create mud and then I take it to my mix master producer and he goes it's brilliant mud but it's mud <laughs> and he cleans it up that's the part that is fascinating to me so how do you know when it's good or bad or good enough to give it and the mud is good enough to give to the producer to the to the engineer the first uh, you know you know when you're on fire when you're creatively on fire you've got to get the idea never be afraid to just get the idea down you know there might be birds or new york sirens in the background and i haven't like soundproofed the room or i haven't closed everything up and i've got something going down get it down you know i've heard over and over again some of the best stuff is when they're just listening to that first initial lay down of what the song was about if it's a song Okay, don't worry so much. Then you you need to work on getting it to a state where you can pass it over. You, your tracks need to be clean. You know you have noise between your tracks. They, you can cut that out yourselves. You can clean up your tracks a lot before you hand them over to a really good you know mix master. You you don't want to give them dirty tracks. I exaggerate a little because I I leave overlaps of sound, but I am fully aware when a track is going to have to be redone because it's I've had a cable. Uh, that's giving off some cable noise or I've had two cables together and there's been a little bit of feedback I'm aware of it and I'm like I know I've got to redo that one but just let me get the idea done so there's a limit you just you don't hand over full mud you just hand (laughs) over professional mud that they go okay this needs some cleaning Uh not everybody works like that there's perfectionists that I don't work like that I work hard and fast and just get the idea in 
That's kind of like the way I cook, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it all becomes a delicious We a deli- live in New York. A delicious what do you expect? Mud, we live but, in New York. You know, the mud is a, a delicious soup or something. <laughs> Can you imagine living in the city and going, oh, you know, I, I took four hours to lay down. You know, I was like, yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> now I've got a great quote. Uh, I don't distinguish the music I listen to from great music. It's just music. There shouldn't be an announcement that divides our food between what tastes good and what is good for us. Marcus Samuelson, what do you think of that? I really disagree. Yeah, tell me. Oh, there's bad music, and there's great music, and there's average music, and there's good music. It's not all just music. So what is bad music? Okay. I think there's a lot of generic stuff where formulas are copied and used, and you can't fault the production, and you certainly can't fault the singers they've brought in. You can't fault it. It's just bland. It's like food. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Land food. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's pumped out. It's factory farmed music. Then there's music that is so raw and so special, just the way that the, the melody's gone or the way a guitar's twisted or even, you know, with some of the early drum and bass. It's just, it's taken off a life of its own. This stuff is not bland. This is like, you know, mini meisters at work doing something that's, 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 you can't even explain the process, but there is bad. There is corny, cheesy, bland, <laughs> bad crap. That's like junk, I said it on the radio. Like, that's like junk crap. food. That's yeah. the junk food music. And then there is... <laughs> you can't even put them in the same... Oh, it's disgusting to even put them on the same airwave. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't eat junk very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I I'm going to get shot for all of that. I'm really in a place where I'm just listening to everything. So I don't have like a good or bad filter right now. I'm just really fascinated by everything production. Wow. Okay. That's yep. Nope. <laughs> You're like no, nope, nope. I'm not there. <laughs> but that's that's really interesting because you know, as someone who also prepares food, it's like I'm really fascinated in the process right now. I'm going to graduate from that and then get into the finessing of it and the taste and the you know the final final pieces but where I'm at now it's like I'm just so fascinated by how much goes into it Mm -hmm. and how each person each musician they played their role in their little stem Mm -hmm. and it fed them something yeah and then we take it all and then we feed the world with it again that is incredible to me that's super uh it's just like I need to be all about that all about that no matter where I am in the world She's music. not going to have me assisting her in the kitchen yeah. at this point. I'll, I'll let you all know that. I'm not allowed. And I'll be like, throw that out, get rid of that. That's got to go. It's funny because every, everywhere I've traveled, music has been hugely important. Um, I have a great quote here. Every country can be defined through their food their music, and their language. Mm-hmm. And that's the soul of a country. That's Quincy Jones. Yeah, it's so true. And I've... Every time I've traveled, there has been a, a song that's come back with me. As corny as some of them could be, because it was like a pop thing, it just, you know, was the soundtrack of that moment. And um, food, too. You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff that sticks in me. On that level, I really understand that. I definitely understand you taking a soundtrack from a moment that yeah. I can appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to have a little bit of a... Little snack here again. I just got fired. They told me I'm never coming back. <laughs> this is Papa Taco by Sweet Maya.
I knew the facts were pointing out the way A sweet illusion once again To dance upon the stage So thanks, Papa Taco Music is the wine that fills the cup of silence. Robert Fripp, guitarist and co-founder of the band King Crimson. Mm. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like the wine part. Yeah, always. A lot. (laughs) Red. (laughs) Music can change the world because it can change people. Our friend Bono from U2. Um, And I think that's so true also. I have definitely been transformed by music. I feel like a different, I'm in a different place in my life and where I listen to different types of music also. And I feel like messages in music have transformed my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Listen to that Marvin Gaye album. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Do you recall any albums that have changed you? Any songs or something that has delivered a message to you? That's like, whoa. Yeah. Gosh, give me a second. There's probably been quite like, a few. Yeah. You've got to think about the things that, um, I think probably the first one and the strangest one, given that I was born in New Zealand, um, miles away from anything to do with uh, America. But I grew up on Motown, but certainly not... I didn't hear much Stevie Wonder, and I was at school, and um, Living for the City came on, and I would carry that album around Mm. and play that song everywhere, and I didn't understand what it meant. I understood perfectly what it meant, but I didn't understand why I was so caught up in this it was it was strange and here I find myself now I've been in New York years and years and years and some of the adventures I've been on and funk musicians I've traveled with and worked with and, or, and toured with is, or been road uh, tour manager and stuff like that I just 
really understand now the, the road that I arrived in, but when I first heard Living for the City and how hard it was and how tough it was, it seemed like such a strange thing, but it stayed in me for uh, that song. I think Living for the City is one of the biggest changes that I felt as a child, musically. And then um, there was a lot happening in the Berlin in the... Um, Nina Hagen was a huge one for me because she crossed over with opera, which at that point I didn't have much interest in, and she brought like an opera format to... Uh, rock music which was quite phenomenal and then when the drum and bass hit the uh, electronic era and that was something where I had been going to the techno clubs but not really enjoying them I, don't, I wasn't really a four on the floor person and about 94 I was taken to this like hardcore drum and bass club and I just remember leaning against a post and totally tripping Wow! and I was told later that drum and bass was one of the more appealing um, drum patterns for the female brain. Really? Yeah. yeah. And now if anybody plays, I'm like... <laughs> so, I mean, uh, millions of influences, but yeah. I wonder what that does for us. Oh, it's just, fascinating. I have to look into yeah, that. Yeah. It was some kind of equation that started going on in my head. It, was, it, it made me fly. Well, it, makes, yeah. it feeds you to fly. Yeah. Food is music to the body. Music is food to the heart. Mm-hmm. Gregory David Roberts. I actually didn't know who Gregory, Gregory David Roberts was, and then I looked him up. He's an Australian author. He's uh, best known for the novel Shantaram. He's a former heroin addict and convicted bank robber. Hey! <laughs> I was like, okay. Hey, we, love, we, like, a little, we like a little action we, we here. We like action okay. stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. But this is a really wonderful one. I think music, in my opinion, is not about motivation in the way it's, it's not about running bass. It's art. And my whole philosophy of music is different. It's almost like cooking and serving to the people, seeing them smile and enjoying the food, really. That's A.R. Rachman, composer. And that's how I feel when I DJ and I like put a song out there and there's like many people feasting on it and they're dancing and going nuts. I love that. The whole communal aspect of music and the communal aspect of food to me are so interrelated. I mean, you have you have seen lots of clubs light up. <laughs> you you know how music is, and with people, uh, it's it's really it's a language that we need spiritually, mentally, physically, everything. Right? Do you do you have a song that will run through your head when you're cooking a particular dish? Oh my God! Not one particular song, but there's always a song. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you said that. There's always something running in my head when I'm doing an activity that I don't really need to think about. Okay. And I notice that. I notice that if I'm bike riding, if I'm scrubbing the tub, mm-hmm. if I'm walking the dog, and I don't have headphones on, mm-hmm. I've got something in my head playing. And I, I used to be really concerned, like what's going on in my head when I realized, no, I'm reliving a memory. Right. You know, I, I, saw, I started to see it like that. Like, oh, that song has imprinted on my brain. And let me ask you this. It could, does the song affect what, what you're actually cooking? Like, oh. Is there any part of the song that makes you take the wrong thing out of the fridge or put Ooh. too much baking powder in the recipe? Or, I don't know. Or leave the, I, I, I burn pots. So <laughs> I, like, I get so carried away. You know, Freddie Mercury, I want to be free. I'll be out in the, the dog dancing. And I'm like, oh, I've just burnt another pot. You know, I'm a pot burner. I am a pot burner. <laughs> I don't know if she means that pot. But, you know, I, I actually, pots. I have to look into that because does it affect my 
cooking that way, I, oh, I'll look in. I'll look into that. Well, it totally affects mine because it will make me move out into another room, start dancing or doing something stupid, and then go back and find that another <laughs> dish is ruined because I burnt a, pot, a cooking pot again. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a good quote. I'd say for me, it's cooking that gives me a space beyond music. I love food. And somehow music and food go together so well. Cooking is very therapeutic. That preparation, the fragrance of spices, the wafting aromas, it just sweeps aside my depression, tiredness, and name what you may. Shreya Goshai. Shreya Goshal, actually, is an Indian playback singer. Do you know what a playback singer is? No. Hit me with it. Yeah, so that's a term I just learned. So when you watch a film and you see someone singing the song, they're often not the one who actually recorded the song. So you don't see the person. (laughs) Kind of a Milli Vanilli kind of a situation. So she's one of these most popular Indian playback singers. So she sings like, you know, records that. And um, someone else is performing her song. How would that make you feel? Um, I think I've I've known about it so much in just a lot of uh, productions where there's been a, a famous actor or actress, if you want to call it that, uh, playing the part of a rock singer and she's mouthing everything or he's mouthing everything because they actually don't sing like that. So um, how does it make me feel? If it was your song. It oh, would I would so be so happy for the licensing money. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Anybody out there that wants to take one of my songs and sing them in one of your films. Carrie is happy please. to be a playback singer. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll donate the song. That's where you make the money, not singing the track. I'll write the song. <laughs> that would, I just wanted, oh, and that would feed you. Yeah, that would feed me. I just wanted to come back to this, uh, this comment that uh, this, you've just made about this... Um, playback singer needing music with her food um, yeah i come from a place where it's like i can't eat and listen to music at the same time oh that's interesting <laughs> yeah because i don't eat when i'm writing music or making music i'm not even hungry that, yeah see yeah. i get that i'm just like what and away. i had yeah. heard someone say i'm not sure i'm not quite sure who this is i don't have the source but i heard this quote once something about eating dinner while listening to music mm. is disrespectful to the chef and the trumpet player. <laughs> That's so cool. Isn't I'm that, down with it. Do you get it? Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, I just, I'm like, unless it's like such background ambience that yeah. it's lost, I'm like, I can't. I can't. You know, I, one or t'other. So it's, it's, yeah. it's like you're overeating. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I will not sit down. If I'm listening to a mix, you know, I will not sit down with a plate of food and listen to the mix. I'll put the food down. It's just natural habit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same here, actually. I can't concentrate. Yeah. Next to jazz music, there is nothing that lifts the spirit and strengthens the soul more than a good bowl of chili. Ah, I agree. Harry James, uh, he was an American trumpeter, early jazz. Some people like to paint pictures or do gardening or build a boat in the basement. Other people get a tremendous pleasure out of the kitchen because cooking is just as creative and imaginative an activity as drawing or wood carving or music. And that's Chef Julia Child. You'd have to be a chef to say that. <laughs> I disagree all over the place, but once again, I won't get invited back. And it's a food show. <laughs> so we'll let's talk about music and love then, because if music be the food of love, play on William Hello. Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. So what does that mean to you? Uh, love can be fleeting. Your music is a legacy. It stays after you're long gone. If you're a recorded artist, you leave something that, in my mind, is just so so special and wonderful. And love, 
Love is, as I said, it's fleeting, it's transitory, it's, it's something you develop and encapsulate and then let go or whatever you're going to do with it through a lifetime, but it's gone when you're gone and music is there. If it's recorded, it's there. You can put it on. I mean, I don't know much about the love lives of most of the people I play, but I can play their records over and over and over. Oh, that's beautiful. We're going to listen to Jed and Lucia apostrophe. And with an apostrophe, I know, I know, cause there's no other way to be. I before he and then after see, I know, I know, something that's so far away from me. Quote, music with dinner is an insult to both the cook and the violinist. G.K. Chesterton. I love that. I've, I've, I need that one. You have to text that one over to me. It's I going up on my wall. Definitely will. Yeah. I love that so much. I mean, how many scenes have you seen where they send over the, like, the troupe to play the violin at the dinner table and everyone's going, no, go no, away. No, go away. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the true beauty of music is that it connects people it carries a message, and we, the musicians, are the messengers. Rory Ayers. Mm, that's very powerful. That's very powerful. Yeah, so let me just replace the word music with food and say that again. The true beauty of food is that it connects people. It carries a message, and we, the food preparers, are the messengers. It applies. It totally applies. It makes me think of uh, friends of mine that travel overseas, and they... they um, they go to meals at people's houses. It's sort of arranged. You, you do it over an app. And you, don't, you don't know the people, and they have you over to experience a meal in their house. And, you know, they were doing this in France, and they said they just you, you, you pay a certain amount of money, you go and you sit at their dining table, you eat what they eat, and they introduce you to some of their people. And they said they've had some of the most fortuitous and fantastic moments sharing these meals. Oh, wow. You know, like breaking the bread and wine over these tables, um, learning about the cuisine and the culture with people that love what they do. Oh, that's so beautiful. very much so, yeah. Oh, I'd love to try mm. that. I'd love to try that. Here's a, here's a great quote. Everyone's going to have their opinion. Everyone's going to have their favorite bands. 
the best way I can describe it is music is like food. Either you love it, hate it, or, or are indifferent about it. Or you grow up and acquire an, a taste for it. Phil Anselmo. That's a great one. <laughs> Actually, I really agree with that. How many albums have you, you know, gotten all the hype about, listened to, and you're like, what? What? And then you listen to it again and again. And then like six times in, you're like, I really like this. Are uh, the Grow On Yous? Yeah. The Grow, the grow On, on Yous. Yeah. I've had, I've had a few because people would give me a birthday present. I think, why did they buy me this CD? This is really <laughs> so not my thing. But out of politeness, I need to listen to it. And about four times, and I'd call up and go, oh, my God, I didn't know this guy was – he's phenomenal. Yeah, oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I feel like this is about red beets. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> I used to feel like, Why? Why are people it's eating not true. She gave me red beets the other day. Yeah, they I love them really now. Good. They were Super really good. acquired yeah. taste, me and yeah. red beets. Don't anybody use a band name, Red Beets. It's really bad. Please, <laughs> please don't. Do, please. There probably is probably four bands already <laughs> called Red Beets. I love this. Uh, <laughs> so true. So true. Now, here's another one I really, really dig. Music is a moral law. It gives soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and charm and gaiety to life and to everything. Plato. Oh. I mean, I don't know how he recorded his quotes from that. I'm like, <laughs> finger over mouth, eyebrows arched, yeah. ears back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 Music expresses that which cannot be said and on which is impossible to be silent. Victor Hugo. If it's an instrumental. Yeah, mm. it's an instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, you get that. <laughs> Otherwise, you've got somebody's opinion hammering you with their lyrics. How are you going to get around that? <laughs> music doesn't lie. If there's something to be changed in this world, then it can only happen through music. Jimi Hendrix. Oh, well, God bless him, yes. I can see, I can see how you'd live and die for that. Yeah. Belief. We're going to uh, check out some Foxy Girls in Oakland, Roger Collins.
Music washes away from the soul the dust of everyday life. Bertold Auerbach. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll buy that. That <laughs> song, that, that track, oh my God. Yeah, that's Summer that track sexy, is. funky. Foxy Girls in uh, Oakland. Yeah. Ubiquity Records. Yes. 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 Uh, okay. This is a quote that I came across. I was like, wow, wow. This is really like people who prepare, who prepare food, chefs. For me, music and life are all about style. Miles Davis. Oh, God. I would have never thought he would have said that. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Because I thought he was always trying to break with style. He was right. trying to break it down. Like, you know, he'd tell you the mistake the mistake is the best thing you can do. So that surprises me, yeah. And, and I know that people, uh, my friends who are chefs and pastry chefs, all kinds of chefs, like they all have their style. Right. And you can't copy someone else's style. It just doesn't work. No. The same goes with music. You can try to copy the style, but you know it's, maybe that's the category of bad music. It is. It's stuff. the formulas. It's, we're all tired of them, but there are formulas, you know. Yeah, so we're going to go into one last song and then just it's the end of the show. Oh. I'm going to bring back some more tracks for uh, the next one. I'm going to end it with December's sequel with Pat's People. You've been listening to Primary Food, the Heritage Radio Network. Primary Food is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit, member-supported radio station devoted to all things food. Help keep Heritage Radio Network alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Do it now, and if you like the music today, come back for more. And it was sad to watch you leave. Tell you, girl, I couldn't believe This time we couldn't make it last listening to heritage radio network food radio supported by you for our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events subscribe to our newsletter enter your email at the bottom of our website heritageradionetwork.org connect with us on facebook instagram and twitter at heritage underscore radio heritage radio network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better fairer more delicious place and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. <laughs>